the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Blue Darter Sports Central with your host, Roger Franklin Williams. Stay tuned for the latest updates on Blue Darter Sports, along with interviews with student-athletes, coaches, and more. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. It's a great day in Central Florida. It's a great day in Apopka. It's a great day to be in Apopka Blue Darter. We're coming to you live from the front porch at Porky's. We're getting our Friday and our weekend started off just right with lunch at Porky's and the Blue Darter Sports Show preceding that. We have a great show for you. We're glad you're joining us. First of all, Joe Ferraro is here, of course. We're back, back on the scene. Yeah, I have to have you back. back. Thank you, sir. For your little trip to Las Vegas there. Side trip to the Grand Canyon. Sound like a great time. I'm all the poorer for it. And it was great to have Pete Paquette sitting in for you. It's always great to have Pete over here. And, uh, Pete's yeah, Introducing brilliant. him to uh, the Apopka culture here at, at Porky's. I know that was a culture shock for Pete because, <laughs> yeah. you know, he's from the highly affluent area of Stony Brook. Uh, we're pleased to have John Perry joining us as well. And our main topic is basketball. We look forward to being joined by Coach Scott Williams here in just a few minutes. And, of course, now's a great time to let you know we will be uh, broadcasting the late Brantley game senior night on Monday evening uh, from Joe Sterling Gymnasium. But first of all, John, there's just been a wealth. As I'm looking here at the front page of the Apopka Chief Sports picture, it's, there's just a wealth of great news over the last week or two about Apopka basketball nonetheless, which is a great victory over Olympia on Wednesday night with two key players out uh, due to injuries and um, relatively minor injuries. And then, of course, uh, a dominant victory over Wekaiba uh, last Friday. It's been a pretty solid uh, time. I mean, they've won 10 games in a row, and and the last two came with – Without Zach Anderson and, and Keeving, Keeving Etienne, and uh, and they're you know both are, are big guys who provide a lot of inside presence for Apopka both on the boards and offensively, especially Zach from an offensive standpoint. Although Keeving's offensive game is has just gone nuts compared to what it was a couple couple years ago. Anyway, bottom line, uh, they they defeated West Orange in, in double overtime over there on on Tuesday night without either one of them, and then handled Waka- uh, uh, Olympia very uh, handily on Wednesday night. And then you made reference to the game last Friday against uh, Wakiva, and and that surprised me. Um, I wasn't there in person. I was out of town last weekend, and but I did watch the the game film, and the relentless pressure. Uh, you know, I, I texted you. I listened to the first few minutes of the of the game, and uh, you know, it was. Uh, I mean, just the first half of the first quarter, maybe is, is all I got to listen to, uh, and and uh, but to score night, you know, to give up the first bucket, then to go down 2 nothing, then, you know, score 19 in a row. And then the relentless defensive pressure was just was what led to it. And, uh, you know, 
Popka shot the ball fairly well, but but also did def- defended and and when Wakaiva was able to get the ball uh, up the court, uh, did not get a, a good look at it many times. I got a couple good looks, just didn't go down. But uh, you know, and then of course uh, re- kept going and and you know after half it was it was uh, Popka got the up up 35, which is a mandatory running clock, just like in football. And so, uh, you know, after that, it was over. And so, uh, you know, quite quite an impressive run through that that district slate at six and zero for for the Blue Darters. In that Wekaiva game, of course, which we uh, broadcast, was Popka really set the tone early. You know, it just and talk about you know I know Coach Williams talks about stresses execution and process and. You know, I think that was a, it was a perf- an outstanding demonstration of of execution and process, and mm-hmm. it started literally from the from when the game started. Yeah. We kind of got a bucket to start the game, and from then on, it was all Popka. Yeah, that that 19 in a row will do it every time. And basketball is a game of runs, and and he'll say that, and that's that's not a a new uh, phenomenon to think about. But uh, you know, 19 nothing runs unusual, and when you've got a situation where you've already beaten a team handily. And then you go on a 19 and nothing run. That that pretty much crushes their spirit right there. It's like, no way we can come back from this. And and they would never admit it, I'm sure. But somewhere deep inside, it's just it's human nature to to feel that way. And so, uh, you know, it was it was neat. I, you know, and prior to the game, uh, you know, Nate Lewis was honored for his 1,000 point career points as a Blue Darter, and, and that's quite an honor. And not a lot of guys uh, uh, come up with that. And, and you know, unfortunately, records haven't been kept. You know, Popka's been playing sports for, for uh, well, basketball for, for, I don't know, maybe close to 100 years. But uh, but anyway, don't really know who and all. And, and I know, of course, back way back in the day when they had a jump ball after every made bucket, then <laughs> there's not going to be anybody close to, you know, maybe 100 points a season might be a great uh, season for a player back in those days. But to get a thousand points for a career you've got to play a lot and you've got to play early and you've got to to be able to uh to put the ball in the hoop uh so you know it's not all about scoring points but but when it comes down to it there's a scoreboard and so you've got to got to be able to to uh put the put the ball in the hoop in in this case and and you know put points on the board for your team so uh nate's and nate's you know just a great leader and and we saw the other night when when the olympia game was you know well in hand and and early in the fourth quarter he was coaching uh up his teammates just as hard or maybe harder than scott williams was coaching his players uh you know who were out on the guys uh, reserve guys who were out on the on the court it was uh he and nate's uh you know he, there's never any issues with nate um he works hard he he, he gives his all and and uh he of course you know the biggest thing that uh most interesting thing about nate is how many times he's gonna hit the floor every game because he he gives such an effort and he's just all out and you know, it might be from a charge that he's called for, or it might be a block, or it might be just because he's leaping through the air trying to block a pass or something. Uh, but Nate's going to hit the floor, and, and I'm surprised he's uh, sometimes able to get up from him. What's well, a great thing? It's always great to see um, young men like Nate Lewis get accolades. Of course, as you talked about, the port, the points speak for itself. But he's m- such much, much more than a shooter and a scorer, and that's the great thing. He's one of those really – well, he's kind of like the, the foundation, the building block of, of, of this team being a four-year starter. 
and he's a guy that has an all-around game. I mean, it's, it's, he can do virtually everything that you need to do to, to win a basketball Absolutely. game. Absolutely. He's, he's, you know, tenacious on the boards. Uh, you know, he's a good scorer. Obviously, he scored 1,000 points in high school career. That's great. But he's not a great pure shooter. I mean, he's had to work on his shot, especially his, his mid-range and, and, and his three-point shot. Uh, the you know he's he's really good from about 15 feet in and, and there were a couple of buckets he made over at west orange uh that were right around that that elbow the foul foul line elbow uh and that's you know that area is is really a prime area when he takes that shot it's going to go in a whole lot of time uh but he's really worked on that he's worked on his three-point shot and uh, there are some guys, you know, and uh, you know who who are really just they're scorers. That's what they do. I wouldn't. Uh, Nate puts the ball in the hole, but he works hard at it, and and it's uh, it's a testament to his ability. He's got some God-given ability, but his hard work and and, and effort uh, have really made him quite the all-around player, as you mentioned. And uh, there's some school out there. He's not going to be going to a, a high-end school in terms of uh, a blue blood of basketball. But he'll get his college education paid for, and he will have a very fine career, I'm sure. Uh, you know, what the basketball part is, who knows. But he'll get his degree and, and, then, and then move on to the rest of his life. And then and we look forward to being joined by Coach Scott Williams to talk about some of this too uh, soon. But two different kinds of games. Of course, there was the, the game against Wekaiba, which, of course, is a district game, a rivalry game, all those things, uh, which was just a magnificent display of, of process, if you will, and fundamentals by uh, Coach Williams' team. And then there was the Olympia game. But we'll go ahead, and uh, we're, now I hear that we are joined by Coach Williams, and we'll go to him right now. Hello, Coach. Thank you for joining us. Hey, guys. Good morning. How are you? Good, good. I apologize for the mix-up. I had uh, gave our gave our producer the wrong number for you, and hey, that's, that's in... quite all right. I'm I'm glad it worked out, and we're glad to be here. Well, great. We were just talking about a couple of things. Mainly, uh, of course, we've had more recently uh, an excellent victory over Olympia on Wednesday night. But uh, we were talking about the Wekaiba uh, game, and that's, I would like to have you talk about it as well. And you know, obviously, a game that that. Apopka dominated. The score was 62 to 33. The final score, and that's probably a good indication of of the way the game went. Uh, can you uh, talk about your your your, your um, impression of the victory over Wekaiba last Friday night? Well, I wish we could bottle it up and 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 transfer it to Wednesday, February 13th, when it really matters when we play them in the district semifinals. But uh, I just thought we came out with a ton of energy, and we were able to be very disruptive early. Uh, and kind of jumped on them, and I think it was you know one of those nights where and, and you all have been around the game so long, it, you know the snowball effect is all of a sudden one team gets going and the other team just kind of can't stop it um, until it's too late. And uh, our guys played really well. We made some shots, turned them over a bunch, and um, and, and like I said, I I just um, you know we've been we've been real lucky to to play as well as we have against them both times, but. Um, you know, as of last night, found out that we're going to play them uh, a third time in the semis. And um, I'm nervous as anything, just uh, uh, both out of respect for them and watching. You know, I, I actually watched them last night uh, beat a really good Jones team uh, uh, at home uh, by one, I think. And, uh, you know, the way they're playing – did not show up Friday night, and yes, we can take some credit for that, and 
you know, things got away from them. But um, unfortunately, that's not how they're playing, at least for us. Unfortunately, that's not how they're playing every night. Um, they've been a lot better than that. And, and we know that when we see them, when it really matters, it's going to be a real dogfight. But I was really proud of our guys. I thought we, I thought we got after them. And, and uh, it was a great environment and, and all that you could ask for for a big home game. Now, speaking of the week, high game, continue to speak about it. One of my observations was just it seemed like a complete team victory. I mean, everybody, con every guy contributed something a little bit different, and, and seemingly pretty much everybody, every player played, uh, you know, at a high, at a high level. Would would you agree with that? Would you like to comment on that? Yeah, you know, we got a lot of, uh, you know, we got a, a lot of good performances from different guys, and and uh, and. Some of that was born out of the fact that we got an early lead and we were able to go into our bench a little bit. But, but uh, ev you know, the, everybody we called on did their job and did it really well, and, and that's always good to see. And, and in a long season where you've played a, a lot of really close games and a lot of dogfights, uh, it is good for um, – for your club it's good for you emotionally to be able to be in a situation where you, you can get everybody out on the floor and let them get some extended playing time uh, especially for some young men that that don't play as much but work just as hard as everybody else and and so uh, that from that standpoint it's always really good and of course uh, we more recently we had a nice solid win over Olympia and but right now we're up our first break time we'll take a quick break and we'll come back continue to speak with coach Scott Williams head basketball coach of the Apopka Blue Darters you're listening to Blue Darter Sports Central sponsored by Florida Door Solutions we'll be right back it's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW your hometown station It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams coming to you live from the front porch at Porky's Barbecue in the heart of downtown Apopka. We'll be having lunch afterwards. Come on up and join us. Joe Ferraro's here. We're joined by John Perry of the Apopka Chief and pleased to be joined on the line by Coach Scott Williams, head basketball coach of the Apopka Blue Darters. You know, and coach, you know, uh, moving on from that uh, excellent game against Wekaiva, you had the game, we had a game Wednesday night against a different kind of a team, a non-district game, Olympia, who's, I guess, somewhere around 500, maybe a little below 500, and an excellent coach, Coach Gordon, and, um, you know, some guys that are, were passionate about playing basketball, but a, a different kind of team, and uh, but another uh, a large victory, which, again, unusual in that two of our key players were not playing in the game due to some, um, I'll call them minor injuries, keeping Etienne and, and Zach Anderson, uh, you know, which of course poses its own set of problems and challenges. Can you uh, d discuss your impressions of the, the victory over Olympia? Well, first, it poses big problems when we don't have Zach and Keeving. They are so indispensable because of the versatility and all that they bring us. Uh, we, we got off to a, a really sluggish start I think some of that was born out of having a, a really grueling double overtime win the night before against West Orange on the road. And we were down 14-5. And to our kids' credit, we found another gear. 
and kind of got the game steadied out. And once we did that, we were able to take control. You know, Rob's club is, is banged up on his own right, and they're very young and inexperienced this year and have struggled a good deal. Um, they're going to be good down the road. And uh, But, you know, our second and third quarters were, were really good. And, uh, you know, to be, to be down nine and then to go uh, – uh, to be up 28 by the end of the third quarter where we could totally clear the bench uh, is something that, once again, it, 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 helps your, it helps some of your key guys get some rest. It also helps um, your younger guys, less experienced guys, get some playing time. And uh, in a season, like I said, where uh, you know, we've had a, a really uh, – a predominance of our schedule has been very tough competitive games. Uh, it's always good to to have a breather now and then along the way, and and certainly in the middle of a stretch where um, after tonight and then Saturday and Monday it'll be five games in seven days. Uh, having one where uh, the game was not in doubt from the early part of the third quarter is certainly something that helps us. I would hope. And then, of course, also along the way was a road victory, uh, an important district road victory, with double overtime road victory versus West Orange. And um, you also had the same situation without Keeving Etienne and Zach Anderson in that game. Can you, uh, you know, share with us about, about the West Orange victory? Well, and, and then on top of it, um, Nate gets a third foul with about three minutes to go in the first quarter. We were totally in control. I think we are up like 11-4 to four at the time. And so then we're we're down all three of those guys for the rest of the first half, and it showed. And uh, we were it was close at halftime. We trailed by a few, and then came back out, took a little bit of a lead in the third quarter. Then it was kind of back and forth, and we had to make a bunch of plays. Um, Nate had to hit a jump shot with about uh, seven seconds left to send the game into overtime, and uh, John Latimer uh, had to. Uh, convert a layup in transition uh, almost pretty much virtually at the buzzer to send it to double overtime. And uh, and then we made enough plays to win it. And it was a really gutsy win. Uh, we weren't um, – we didn't play really well in some stretches. Uh, a lot of that was due to our lineup constructions, and, and then a lot of that was due to West Orange. And, um, but – uh, to accomplish, you know, that's one of the things that obviously is a is a goal for your club to be able to go through your district play and and win all of those games and to to be able to uh, handle close game situations against those teams and uh, so it's something that that I was very proud of our guys for showing a lot of a lot of mental and emotional toughness uh, because I thought there were a number of times when when it would have been very easy for us to give in and say, you know, well, we're already the one seed. It doesn't really matter. Uh, it's on the road. We're without some guys. And, and we didn't do that. We didn't make any excuses, and, and we were able to find a way to win the basketball game. Scott, I, let me jump in, Roger. I, one question. I meant to ask you so, sometime in, in talking there after the game, but I didn't think about it. Did John Latimer on that on that layup at the end of the first overtime? That it's uh, that, that first of all, that ball looked like it was taking about three seconds to get over the rim. But uh, and he was, boy, he was double teamed. To say he was double teamed was. Uh, an understatement, but uh, somehow he got it through. But did he think it was after the buzzer? Because he he ran away from it and put his head in his shirt, his jersey, and 
I, he looked like he was disappointed, but I couldn't tell if he was disappointed or, or just extremely happy. Do you know? I, you know, it's funny. I saw the same thing, and I, for a moment, I was like, "Did he think it somehow fell off or whatever?" Right. And and but the moment passed for me pretty quickly because then we had to kind of get ourselves sure, you know, sure. regroup for the third over, second yeah. overtime, and I I actually did not never ever get a chance to specifically ask him but i i saw the same thing and my immediate thought was that he thought it fell off the rim you oh, know, okay because yeah. it, was, it was poised up there for a minute and and uh fortunately for us it uh it bent in and and uh we'll take the good fortune that went with it we're speaking with coach scott williams on blue daughter sports central and coach you know it's i know one of the joys of coaching is seeing uh you know, the players you uh, coach develop as, as players and young men and, and have success. And there was a wonderful ceremony before the Olympia game where Nathan Lewis was a, received an award for accomplishing the 1,000 points mark. He scored 1,000 points in his career uh, in Apopka High School in basketball. Can you talk about I mean, We've talked a lot about Nathan Lewis and diver, deservedly so, but can you just talk about this milestone that he achieved and, and, and what, he, what he's meant to the program in his four years? Well, it's something that does not happen very much. Um, you, know, you have to be an extraordinary player and have to be good enough early enough that you get enough games under your belt to be able to do that. And uh, But, you know, I'm just struck that my reflection is just the quality and the nature of the young man and the quality and the nature of the family. Um, I've just been so so really blessed to be able to coach him and to be able to engage with his mom and dad and work alongside them with Nathan and and uh, you know he's just uh, he's just a fun kid to coach you know he works hard but he just he always has a, a really pleasant disposition he really cares about people and 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 those in his circle and it's just uh, it, it, he will be certainly missing the basketball end, but when he goes to school next year and he's playing somewhere else, uh, just going to miss his his vibrance and his energy and and all that all that he is as a teammate as he and models kind of what we like to be here. And uh, he's just a really remarkable young man. And of course, a lot of basketball still left to play, and a lot of accomplishments for Nathan Lewis and his teammates uh, here left in this season. And speaking of that. You know, it, it, you know, where we are as an assessment of where we are, we've fortunately, which is a great thing, um, secured the number one seed in the, in the district because of our regular season uh, record and success. Um, there's then, of course, looking ahead, once everybody starts the district tournament, everybody starts 0-0 all over again. Um, but, and then, um, but then in, in the meantime, there's still, uh, as you just mentioned briefly earlier, some, some big basketball games left, you know, Important, you know, important basketball games with, with tough competition left to play. How are you approaching, if you will, preparing, if you will, the team uh, to enter the district tournament? Well, tonight will be a fun one. You know, we go to Edgewater, and we're playing for the Metro Conference Championship. Uh, Edgewater is undefeated in Metro play. We are as well. Uh, the winner is guaranteed uh, to win uh the uh, the the metro on our side, uh, and so it's a, it's a privilege to be in a game like that and to to have the kind of year where you have a chance to do that. Uh, Edgewater is unbelievably good um, again as always, and you know for them this is old hat. For us, it's a it's a neat new experience to be able to to try to say we're playing in a, a championship game for the conference. 
and uh, you know I, I, it's been alluded a little bit about Zach and Keeving. Uh, both will go through warm-ups tonight. Um, I'd say at this point it is better than 50-50 that we may get Zach out there and probably about 50-50 about, about Keeving. Um, kind of see how they both uh, respond during the day and, and this evening. I know they both want to play. We've got a lot of basketball ahead of us and need to try to um, mitigate uh, any risk. Along, I think um, I think in Keeving's case that even if we play him tonight, I will not play him tomorrow in a big game against First Academy um, and uh, to try to let his body continue to heal. Uh, but it's going to be fun. Um, you know, Edgewater is fresh off of a, a huge triple overtime win. You know, they're they're currently number three in Class 8A. And, and well, they probably have moved up after um, after Wednesday. Uh, and they beat number one, 8A Windermere. Um, you know, the two teams in, in our side of the Metro that we have yet to play and just two really huge games that loom. Fun games, you know, games that don't necessarily change your season or change your district seating or all those things, but the kind of games on the road that, you know, hopefully will prepare you for a big playoff game. And that's kind of how we're looking at it. And, uh, and then Saturday, uh, uh, a, a true road game in, a, in an event over at First Academy. We play the host. Uh, First Academy team is playing very well right now. Uh, worried about our energy level. That'll be a, a big test and, and then come back for senior night Monday and so yeah it's a, it's a big grind and, and but our, our guys have always responded this year and, and so uh, hopefully we'll play really well over the weekend and, and come into next week with a lot of a lot of resolve to continue to get ready for the 13th speaking with Coach Scott Williams on Blue Darter Sports Central we're of course talking Apopka Blue Darter basketball Popka Blue Darters are currently ranked number one in Class 9A in the state of Florida by Max Preps and are entering the district tournament, will enter the district tournament as the number one seed in our district. Now, Coach, one of the things I have observed um, is this particular team has, um, top to bottom, seems to have a guys that just love to play the game. You know, it seems like uh, uh, they, each guy's out there playing with energy, with uh, you know, with, 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 the, with the game face on, if you will, look like they, 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 they want to be on the court doing what they're doing and, and, and striving to be the best they can be. And, of course, as we all know, that's not always the case on every team. Um, can, can you address that? I think, And I think that was, as you were talking about, the West Orange victory against a lot of difficult uh, circumstances and adversity. I think that's one of the reasons that we were able to you know, pull out that game. Um, you know, it's just it's that kind of attitude. But anyway, those are my thoughts. Can, can you address just the, uh, you know, the, 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 the desire and the, lo the love of the game that the guys have this year? Well, to, to be able to have the kind of season that we're having, you've got to have talent, but you also have to have um, a level of character. And, you know, we've got some guys that are really good guys, and they care, and they work, and they love it, and they're, they're willing to be coached. And uh, none of those things, it all sounds like coach speak, and I guess it is, but the reality is without those things, it's a lot harder. And, you know, we, we do not have such an overabundance of talent that we can do it in a way that I would say is the wrong way, in a different way, where your character is not manifest. But combined with the belief of, of how we want to go about it and a work ethic and an attitude um, of, of being great teammates, um, we, have, we have a really good, talented club. And um, we have a chance to be playing late in February and into March. But at the end of the day, I'm proud of our guys for a daily effort to try to maximize who we are, whatever that is, 
wins or losses are kind of inconsequential because if we go out tonight and we maximize who we are and win, great. If we go out tonight and maximize who we are and we lose, that's great too because at the end of the day, all you want to do is measure yourself against your best standard. And for the most part, I really believe this club has done that. There haven't been a lot of nights where I've looked at them and go, you know, fellas, we just we just didn't respect the game and show up tonight. Um, we've tried to do that. It hasn't always been pretty. There's been execution errors or, or things like that. But um, I, I don't I don't really recall any moments where I'm like, you know what, these guys just didn't care enough to show up tonight. And and over a long season, that's uh, that is maybe the best compliment you can pay them. Well, Coach, thank you for joining us, and it's always great to hear your your extraordinary insights and uh, wise insights. I know you got to get back to your class, but do we look forward to seeing you um, at Joe Sterling Gymnasium Monday night for senior night against Lake Michigan? Yes, sir. Thanks, guys. Y'all have a great weekend. Coach Scott Williams and friends, we're going to go to our next break, coming to you live from Porky's. And when we come back, we'll continue to talk Blue Darter basketball and some other topics as well on Blue Darter Sports Central. So please stay with us. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. Great to be with you. We're coming to you live from the front porch at Porky's. Joined by John Perry, the Popka Chief. Joe Ferraro's here. Recently back from Las Vegas and the Grand Canyon. And, of course, we're talking Blue Darter sports and specifically Blue Darter basketball. And, John, you know, once again, looking at the front page of the, the Popka Chief, there was a great story on a former Blue Darter, and that's Joe Cheely. In fact, he has actually made it into the NBA and can you just bring us up to date on Joe Cheely? I remember his senior year under Coach Matt Ruda. We uh, had one of the best seasons we've had since the Joe Sterling era. And uh, Joe Cheely, of course, was a huge part of that. It didn't seem like long that long ago that we were interviewing him right on Blue Darter Sports Central out at the high school. But just uh, kind of bring us up to date on his progress and, and the, the recent success he's had uh, for the Charlotte Hornets. Well, he's he's. Uh was on the summer team with he was undrafted out of college of charleston joe went up to uh and played at college of charleston had a great career there um which was no surprise frankly uh but he's he's one of those young men who's a good hard worker and and kind of like i mean completely different personality maybe but same ideas as nate lewis talking about hard worker good teammate uh you know just really what you want in a young man on your team, and uh, but he went to College of Charleston, uh, played in the summer league team for for the Charlotte Hornets, and um, then was signed to what? And I'm I'm not all that familiar with all the NBA stuff, and this stuff changes all the time. But there's a what I've learned is there's a two way contract they call it, and it's um, so the Hornets have a a an agreement with I believe it's the Greensboro. Uh, North Carolina uh, G League team, as they call it, uh, used to be called the D League. Now it's G League because of Gatorade is a major sponsor. But anyway, the, the Magic have their team in Lakeland, their G League team, and and so Joe plays for that team. But also, then as part of that two-way contract, he can move up and down with the Hornets, and and so he got in the game. They play, the Hornets were playing at Boston. 
in uh, on Wednesday evening, and uh, you know the Hornets were well behind, and but but Joe got in in the game, played eight minutes, uh, hit hit a little floater in the lane. He's, you know, Joe's a, a shooting guard. I mean, he's a point guard mentality, but he can shoot the ball as well. And and uh, he was out on the, on the I watched the video, a uh, little highlight video of, of his of his bucket and he was in the in the corner, uh, got the ball, uh, the defender came at him, which he should because Joe can shoot that. Well, Joe you know, faked a little bit and then moved toward, uh, dribbled the ball into the lane because the defender had had, had uh, tried to defend the three-point shot, and so he easily passed him and got into to the lane and a little floater, a uh, little runner that, uh, that you know, went, hit the bottom of the net and, and gave Joe his first bucket. And I'm sure that's, you know, that's something he'll remember, and, and you've got to be able to. And, and, you know, no matter how much Joe ends up playing in the NBA, that, that, that first time is obviously very special. And so it's just great to see see that and, uh, you know, learn about that. And, and, and uh, you know, we'll see how much I, I, with this two-way contract. I know I don't know if the NBA still has those 10-day contracts that they can sign uh, players to, but, um, you know, especially when there's injuries that come along. But uh, to other players, they, they've in the past, they've had those 10-day contracts. Maybe the two-way has replaced them. I just don't know. But uh, anyway, bottom line is, Joe's had his his cup of coffee at least in the NBA and and uh, whatever that entails and, and and great for him and and great financially obviously because he's his his rate of pay when you're playing in the NBA is going to be whatever the league minimum is and and which is a lot more than all of us make so uh, bottom line is is you know not only is it a, a great deal athletically and I'm sure that's main reason he cares about it right now but it also is a is a, a great thing financially and you never know what might come out of that that one opportunity or any other opportunities that he gets it it could pay off even bigger in the long run. You know, it's great to get that update against about another Blue Darter great from the basketball program, Joe Cheeley, playing in the NBA now and making his first points in the NBA. And that's one of the great things about the Apopka Chief is uh, you know, to, to bring these stories to life and inform you know the people in the Apopka community ab- about the great things that uh, our former Blue Darters are doing. Yeah, thank you, Roger. It's uh, that that kind of stuff's always great to report. Uh, you know, some of the other stuff uh, that <laughs> happens in life, not so much. But but you know, uh, things like that are, are really great, and, and uh, you know, it's always always a good uh, an easy thing to do stuff like that. And it's very, you know, you, you feel good for those folks, especially when you know them to be outstanding people as well. You know, it's a good thing for the other other athletes and students at the school. They see, hey, here's an alum right here. Very good point, Joe. I, that's, you know, uh, you, you've got a guy who's a little bit older than them. He's he's not ancient history to them. Right. You know, I mean, Roger and I can talk about the 1960s and all that kind and of stuff. And, yeah. yeah, and 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 all that. And that's it, it's it's old, not necessarily ancient history to us, but it's from our childhood history, and uh, we might as well be middle ages for for kids nowadays. So, uh, but this this just you know helps uh, that that type of thought where where they hey there's a kid from Popkin in the NBA uh, you know maybe I, I need to set that as my goal and and whether you get there or not at least it's a goal and you work hard and it teaches a life lesson and uh, especially it's great to uh, have uh, somebody like 
Joe Chile, I remember him, uh, you know, just when we interviewed him the briefly on the show a few times, and he's a, the kind of young man that you, you like to see do well, and you're, and you're happy to see doing well. Absolutely. He's, he's just one of those guys that, uh, you know, people like being around. And, uh, you know, quite quite pleasant young man and comes from a good family, uh, just like Nate. And, and uh, that, that pays off in the long run in life, no matter whether the ball goes in the hoop for you or not. Well, John, can you um – now, I do want to hit a couple things uh, briefly, once again, from the front pages of the Apopka Chief and Planner. This week's sports division, uh, sports page, is the Apopka Blue Runner girls soccer team will be competing for the, the district title. Well, that, they, that's a story by, by Neil Fisher. Right. They, they actually played last night, uh, and Dr. Phillips defeated them. Apopka's Brooke Schultz didn't play last night. Not sure if she's uh, injured or exactly what the deal was, but she didn't play, and she's one of their top Offensive people, uh, DP won two to nothing. So it means Apopka will have to go to the the winner of the Oviedo Lake Mary game, which is tonight. Their district final is tonight. Uh, that that game's next Tuesday, and I, you know uh, Oviedo and Lake Mary both are just really very good. Oviedo's been. I mean, was it last year? Year before? When they were, uh, I think last year they were undefeated up until and then they lost in the, the state final, state championship game. Oviedo is just a major powerhouse in, in girls soccer in Florida, uh, and and so it's it's going to be a tough tough gig, but uh, they they do play in the regional quarterfinal against the the winner of that Oviedo Lake Mary game next Tuesday night. Um, the uh, um, you know Kim Perrine is in her first year. As the head coach, and uh, and so, and anyway, they, uh, you know, the she replaced Doug Matthews, who was the coach for, you know, about three decades or so, and uh, had a lot, a lot of success, Uh, and and so especially early this decade, they really, I mean, they've had some great teams. But uh, early this decade, I know they, they made it deep into the playoffs uh, a couple times. And so, anyway, um, you know, Kim Perrine, who's one of uh, Doug's former assistants, and, and she is, uh, you know, working the team this year, and I'm sure she'll build it up and continue to get it, uh, build it. And, and uh, no no telling where they could end up, but uh, we'll see. But uh, obviously a good a, a team with some pretty good young players and, and you know, some other uh, – as well, and then an, another story reported by Neil Fisher in um, girls weightlifting. We had a couple of uh, of our girls weightlifters at Apopka qualify for the state tournament. Elena Corcus and Harmony Cullen, which is great to see. Right there, they uh, that the state championship in girls weightlifting is next Friday for Apopka's uh, class classification, and uh, it's all the way up in Panama City Beach, so literally another time zone. Uh, so they'll they'll end up going up there, and uh, both the both the girls have have uh, you know when you look at the at the lifting that the other from across the state who the the girls who qualified uh, both the Apopka girls stack up fairly well. Uh, you know the one thing about this is I don't know weightlifting I think tends to be whatever you lift in regional isn't going to change that much and when you get to the state level you're you know but but i'm sure it changes some especially it could change for the worse if if you foul or don't do a, a move correctly you know you've got the bench you've got the clean and jerk and they combine those lifts for your total weight lift and so uh but 
to, to have two of these young ladies go to the state uh, championship meet is quite quite impressive and quite um, you know a, an honor for them but uh, they earned that honor and, and earned that right to go and and uh, I know uh, both of them are, are solid students as well and, and you know work to uh, heavily involved in extracurricular activities uh, uh, both of them were cheerleaders uh, for the football team and, and I know uh, 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 they've they were you know among those who who are you have to be I don't know if you're a weightlifter you know girls or boys you've got to be a solid uh, uh, athlete in there and, and you know it's it certainly is uh, an unusual sport uh, to to participate in in, in terms of of uh, traditional stuff there's no ball involved as you know weights and and benches and whatnot and so but there's certain parameters you've got to fulfill to for a weight for a lift to be counted correctly it's not just going in and picking stuff up barbells up so uh congratulations to these ladies and and you know coach bill coggle who's an assistant football coach for the blue darters uh has been a defensive backs coach offensive line coach uh, i'm sure he'll be uh, working with the offense again this year but we'll see with with you know jeff rolson coming over as, as a head coach yeah, and I want to talk about football when we come back from our break. We're, we're up our, on our next break. Uh, friends, please join us. Stay with us. We're coming to you live from the front punch of Porky's on Blue Darter Sports Central. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. It's a great day in Apopka. We're glad you're joining us. It's a great day to be in Apopka, Blue Darter. It's a great day to be at Porky's. In fact, uh, Mayor Brian Nelson is here. It's great to see Mayor Nelson coming over. I think uh, maybe Fridays might be a regular uh, routine for Brian. As a matter of fact, uh, this is where all celebrities and politicos <laughs> come to hang out and to eat. Well, he has such a long way to walk. Uh, so as long as it's not raining, it's it's just a little saunter over from, from City Hall. And as well as a great bunch of hardworking guys and gals as well, always here at Porky's getting fueled up for a hard-working afternoon, and some of them are starting their weekend off right here at Porky's, lunch at Porky's on Friday. Before we go back to John Perry and Joe Ferraro, I want to give you a word from our friends over at Baptiste Orthodontics. Of course, Baptiste Orthodontics and Dr. Andre Baptiste are the presenting sponsor of the Apopka Blue Daughter Basketball Game of the Week broadcast on 1520 WBCW. Baptiste Orthodontics is proud to call Apopka home for its new office. Conveniently located at 12 South Park Avenue across from Kitland Nelson Park, Baptiste Orthodontics offers braces for all ages, including traditional braces, Invisalign, and Propel treatments. Dr. Andre Baptiste has been creating beautiful smiles for over 15 years. Call them today at 800-300-7755. That's 800-300-7755 or visit them online at baptisteorthodontics.com and schedule your complimentary consultation. Baptiste Orthodontics looks forward to bracing the Blue Darters for success in 2019. And also want to say hello to our friends over at Florida Door Solutions and let you know that if you have any kind of a grub, 
garage door issue relating to sales, service, um, and service, or any kind of a garage door problem, Florida Door Solutions has your solution. And they've been proud to be voted best garage door company once again. You can find them at fladoor.com. That's fladoor.com. Or just give them a call at 866-FLA-DOOR and tell them you're in a pocket blue darter. Now back to John and Joe. John, now I'd like to shift gears a little bit. Of course, uh, football is always kind of a topic in a in a Popka, a Popka Blue Daughter football, 365 days a year with a lot of people. You know, be a, a major difference this season with Coach Darlington leaving to go to Enterprise Alabama and Coach Jeff Rolson taking the helm as the head coach. And can you bring us up to date on uh, kind of what, what the way things have gone to, to, the, to this point, maybe in terms of, you know, assistant coaches that will be staying, uh, maybe some new ones that have been hired, things things like that. Well, the uh, I don't know that things are definitive on on a lot of these. It's still a work in progress. But yeah, sure. and because there's, it's not just the coaching part. It's not just like, oh yeah, you can coach, come coach with us, you know, uh, be here tomorrow morning at eight o'clock. Um, it's it's uh, or seven fifteen in that case, uh, the high schools. But anyway, um, they um, there's teaching positions and they have to be you know cleared to be a teacher and all this other stuff and those things take a while it's just bureaucracy and 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 things have to be done i'm not knocking it but but it just takes a while so i'm not sure what's defined or what's definitive and what's not so uh, i know there's he's got he's got his coaching staff set up i know you know we mentioned bill coggle a while ago as a girls weightlifting coach but he's he's will continue to be an assistant football coach at, at Apopka, as will uh, Matt Anderson, defensive line coach. Uh, Matt's by far the longest ter- uh, tenured uh, football coach of, of, at any level for, for the Blue Darters. Uh, been here s- since uh, 2000, I believe it was. And so, um, you know, Matt, uh, trying to think, you know, two of the guys are now head coaches, uh, Mike Granados at Williston and uh, Gary Duggars at T- Tavares, yes, Tavares, and so those two guys are, are have moved on, and and uh, I know uh, Tom uh, Pellucci will be moving on. Not sure where he will end up. It, I haven't heard. Let's put it that way. Um, Tom may have, have landed at a spot, um, but uh, you know, there's a couple of other guys who are that uh, Jeff Rolson's talked to me off the record about uh, in terms of, but but not. They're not official, officially on board yet, so we, he doesn't want to, sure. to mention their names publicly. So, and I understand that. But uh, bottom line is, is the the staff is coming together, and, and through the bureaucracy, it will it will get done. Um, and because uh, he's not going to offer a coaching position unless there's a teaching position to go along with it. So uh, whether that's you know, and there's not many phys ed teaches PE jobs uh, available at schools anymore. So. You know, whatever classroom they have, or whatever subject they teach, then then they'll make sure that they get that lined up with the with the assistant coach and and whatnot. So, um, not really totally sure on how how the staff uh, project is right now. I haven't talked to Jeff in probably about a week, a little over a week, and um, you know. He was hoping to be himself, hoping to be at Apopka High School very soon, and he may be I, right now. But like I say, I haven't talked to him in a little over a week, but he will be soon. And then uh, the few minutes we have left, which is about three, maybe the four. Can you tell us? Because you, you know Coach Rolson probably more than anybody, um, and you know he's you know 
probably not super well known to the to general public. I mean, it, we know the great job he did as our defensive coordinator for a long time and being a, an integral part of the the whole staff and the whole culture. Um, you know, but um, and as he talked about in this great great interview you did with him, um, you know, a lot of the things that have been done were were at his initiative or he was a big part of uh, uh, over the years to build the culture and become what it is. Um, but c- what can you tell us about Coach Rolson? Well, he's one thing I know he's and he was very specific on this that he really loves a popka and and uh you know he's from up in the midwest illinois i believe if if i'm not mistaken uh originally uh and, and but he he really loves being down here but uh, popka's a place he loves and and probably was the only place he was going to uh, get back into f- coaching football at he was enjoying uh the job he's doing over over t- uh, for westside votech in building construction um and you know, it was it was a job where he could he had a lot more time. You know, <laughs> the, you don't have uh, the after school practices or or even the off season weightlifting or other projects that uh, you know the team might do. But it's a f- football a football coach is it's a twenty four seven job almost, but certainly three sixty five at least pretty close to three sixty five. Uh, and and you know Jeff's that kind of guy who's going to work hard completely different personality than rick darlington but i think that'll do a popka good and and uh will in the long run will will help pay off and and you know continue the success that darlington's had in in, in the football program at a popka high school thanks for those insights yes and definitely um you're one of the things that that i think universally that um that I've heard, you know, from people that know Coach Rolson well, is that he's uh, very well respected and very well liked. And then the other you know, two things that I've said before, as we close in our closing moments, that I think are huge, um, huge assets with Coach Rolson are one, as you said, he he knows the Apopka community. He was an assistant coach here for 10 plus years. He was a part of all of our uh, trips to the state championship game and all of our state championships as a defensive coordinator. And then. He also had success uh, as a head coach. You know, at, at Kissimmee Osceola, he actually got them to the state championship game, you know, uh, one year. So, I think those two ingredients are uh, are, are great uh, great credentials for a head coach, and we'll see how it all all works out. But it'll be a lot different, but it'll be uh, interesting as well. Roger, we're we're anticipating an incredible football season coming up, and I think the spring game is May. And May already looking forward to it, and um, right around the corner practically. And I was just thinking about and talking to some people about the team, uh, the off season the other day, and it, it really dawned on me how many out, outstanding ball, football players we have coming back from last year. Now, of course, in this new climate of open enrollment, you know, there's no guarantees that that anybody will necessarily back. But I, but I suspect most of them, if not all of them, will be back, and, and we'll be uh, have, have a very talented team next year. It's all going to be broadcasted live right on your hometown station, 1520 WBZW. Well, friends, we're glad that you joined us today. We're going to stick around and have lunch at Porky's with all these great uh, hardworking Popkins and Central Floridians here. We invite you to come and join us. Have a great weekend. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.